So we're here tonight with Vanessa, my cousin, and we're going to talk about the uh, the uh, Oak Flat annual run coming up, Vanessa. When, what are the dates on that? It is our 10th annual Oak Flat March run, and it's going to be held February 15th through the 18th. And it starts at Old St. Carlos again? Yes. It's um, this year, um, the last, I guess, four almost four years ago this will be the fourth year we had started i had a vision and we started the run from all four direction and so we did that for two years and then um last year um what i seen was to bring everybody back to old san carlos where we're placed as prisoners of war the apache people and mm -hmm. so it showed me to finish it out this year um for the purpose of uh, when we did the four directions coming from the north of the san francisco peaks and flagstaff and then coming down from the tohana optum uh, cells area from the south and then from the peeposh community that's under gila river indian community mm -hmm. and along with um, the salt river community and the fort mcdowell and some non-natives came in from the west and uh, the Apaches came in from the east, um, but last year, my my dreams, it was showing us all standing together from people all in the movement to people that have passed on that were in the movement and to mm -hmm. ancestors that from all different race and nationality, they were all behind us. And it was the, the feeling that I got was that we had brought all the prayers and our ancestors from all four directions and now was showing that we are all together. Mm -hmm. And so this year we're, we're I'm following that same vision and we're going to start at Old San Carlos, which is going to be held at the uh, Old San Carlos uh, Memorial Monument, which is by the San Carlos Lake. Okay. And, um, and that's where we, as Apache people, were placed as prisoners of war. It was mm -hmm. a concentration camp. And the purpose behind that is to not only bring awareness to our own communities of what atrocities that have happened to our people, but also show the resilience of how far we've came because we weren't supposed to survive. Right. And then it teaches the non-Indigenous community about the truth that really happened to our people mm -hmm. and to bring healing and to those that have passed on there as prisoners of war to let them know that we're still here we're still fighting right and so that's our purpose of starting at at old san carlos mm -hmm. and, and that's like you when your dad was talking about um you know we're not that far it's not that far back you know because like you know we got uh our grandfather paul knows he was born in 1929 and then you got our great-grandfather willie knows born in 1896 and then you got our great-great-grandfather John knows he was born in 1858, which he was born free. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not like, it, like your dad was saying, we're not, it's not that far. It, it, the, I mean, the history is so close, you know, like, so we're still dealing with it today. And that's the, the yeah. you know, thing that we, we they all got to remember that it's, it just happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. The reality of our people is that it, it like you said, the history, it's like history for people, but it's so very much present in our lives. Cause yeah. Uh, you go through the dates of our family tree mm -hmm. you know our grandparents were born on the concentration camp as prisoners of war yeah and our parents are first generation reservation bound yeah that means we're only second 
Right. And that's that's extremely close, you know. Yeah. And I think the the world don't realize it. They think that it happened hundreds of years ago to our people, but no. You know, it's I guess for the non-indigenous community, it's like when you look at your parents and your grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, how much they still exist and how you hear their stories. Well, it's the same for us. We're that first gen- or second generation. Can you imagine? You know, we can only imagine what our great grandparents, our grandparents have faced, you know. Yeah. And they had to like, you know, our great grandparents had to, you know, find a new way of uh, do, you know, live the new way of life that they were they had to, you know, or. Or they, you know, they were going to go, well, they're already in prison, but, you know, you were going to get in trouble if you don't, you know, follow what they do. And so that, like I said, it's not that, like your dad was saying, it's not that far back. I mean, people will say like, forget it, you know, hey, that's the past. No, it's not. It's it's not. It's recent, you know, to us, it's recent. Yeah. And that's why I feel like how trauma, they call it historic trauma, is so very much alive and real in our in our lives and I think it's even embedded in our DNA because of the abuse and um, from mental to physical and even spiritual abuse of that we have faced and how it's still very much alive in us and living us but you know to recognize that like you said you know people look at indigenous people because a lot of us we say we've been fighting for over 500 years which is true right but our fight has continued to exist till today and it's going to continue to, to live on because of uh, the history that's being told is not correct, you know, and how we are, um, how do you say it? You know, that deceit that was not only just placed on our people, but on all people of a lie of how America was founded. And, and that's, you know, what's important about the run is because we share all that knowledge and share the the true history of what's happened to indigenous people and why we fight so hard to continue to exist mm-hmm. because their whole purpose was to wipe us out you yeah. know and that's still very much present today with this corporate government of wanting to take our sacred sites and destroy them forever you know it goes back to listening to our attorney luke goodwill good goodwill is that um they first, you know, t- exiled us from our ancest- what we call ancestral homelands and places on these concentration camps and the fear of us not going back and having our direct connection with Yulsa, with Creator, they, they tried to wipe that us out yeah. of us, that spirituality out of us. And but we were but our, our holy places are still there, but now they're trying to get rid of it forever. Yeah. And that's what's important about Oak Flat to Chibbetakil that the the story is behind it is there it's another genocide. It's a continued genocide of um of wiping our people out because now they have tried to assimilate us and and take away our spirituality, but if they continue to destroy our holy places, our direct connection, where our creation story comes. And if it's gone, that means how do we conduct ourselves as Apache people or Mm -hmm. as indigenous people that are all fighting for sacred sites? You know, how do we connect and relate when there's nothing there to, to our roots to tie us down? Right. Right. So, you know, that's like, um, 
and uh, the the freedom you know they labeled our way of life as a religion when they did their freedom of religion act and that was in 1978 you know what i mean so that's not again that's not far back you know they didn't let us live how we you know apaches live and and i think that for us like apaches you know since we were the last ones to to uh surrender that we you know we were still dealing with all this you know what i mean like a lot of tribes you know they came from the east you know and they took you know they you know they came toward the west so we were kind of late you know what i mean and so that's what we're that's why i feel like we're we're still recent you know like the apaches especially you know because we were the last ones so you know um like your dad was saying you know first generation reservation kids you know and stuff like that it's that's all true because it just happened you know yeah, when you look at the history, you know, me and my Bonsa, we're talking, my daughter, we're talking about um, the the fight for equality, for equal rights, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, you know, because she's doing this big old push at NAU, at Northern Arizona University, with her um, ambassador council. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her, if you look at the history, I said, and you and you see the fight for civil rights. I said, none of that pertained to indigenous people. Right. I said, because like you're you're giving the 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 dateline of of what happened to our people. I said it wasn't until the seventies where we were allowed to vote. I said right. our people our kids were still being taken to, and sent off to boarding school. I said, well, what's sad is that you hear the stories of parents saying, okay, if our kids didn't come home from playing outside, we knew that the bu- the band came and took them. Right. Like they were just stolen. I said, I was born in the 70s. I don't feel old. I don't look old. So it, it's so very new and present to us. Like it just recently happened. And I think a lot of people don't understand that, that if you look at our our fight from from being uh, taken from our homelands, placed on a concentration camp, and you look at boarding school era, you look at the voting rights era, you look at today, we still don't have the same privilege of a lot of people mm-hmm. of the non-Indigenous community because with the Apache Stronghold lawsuit, it talks about how we are property of the United States government that every federally recognized tribe and their tribal enrollment members are prisoners of war that each of one of us have an enrollment number are still that property. And the United States government in the case and the court hearings make that loud and present in their argument that we are property of the United States and we have no rights and that we are no different from someone who committed a federal crime and is in the federal prison system that mm-hmm. is how they view the indigenous people and so with the with the court case and the run is uh, so important because now we're telling the truth right now the world is going to hear it that okay we're we're no we are so different from the from the non-indigenous communities that we have no right still it might be disguised and manipulation a form of yeah we can leave the reservation to shop but doesn't mean we have rights we don't our religion is not even recognized they don't you know in the system in the the law system or the government system they look at our way of life of a culture and tradition meaning that 
it can adapt, right? It can right. evolve. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, uh, for someone that uh, to have them understand it is a religion. It's right. a way of life. It's the you know mm-hmm. what we breathe and and live by every single day, and yet we have we don't even have that right. Right. And I think, you know, like today is MLK Day. And I, I feel like with Martin Luther King, he kind of, like uh, you know, you, you said there's things that didn't happen with the names at the time, too. But then, like, you think about, like, he did give us, I feel like he gave us some initiative. You know, like, hey, we need to all get together and start doing something. You know what I mean? And I think seeing that, because I know, like, my grandfather, uh, Jim Brown, had, you know, marched to the Capitol. And, you know, they took... Uh, Alcatraz and that all started, you know, like kind of like we need to do something, you know, and I feel like that kind of got us started and and we start to fight, you know, at that time. Uh, but still, we're still fighting. You know, we, we still don't we still don't have a lot back then. We still don't have that much now. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we still you know, fighting, you know. Yeah, you're right. Like bringing up I'm like, hey, they it's you yeah. know, it's a great celebration of a guy mm-hmm. of a man that fought hard for his people yeah and for all people and you know once he realized how much the indigenous people were suffering too he did include us you yeah. know he did include us at the end and giving us that recognition of um as human beings mm-hmm. you know has 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 been great right. and it has did the, the spun the the will for um indigenous communities to stand up and fight because you know when martin luther king was fighting for for all for the justice of his people and all people we were still as prisoners yeah and i think people don't can't comprehend that that we had no civil rights we were being killed and murdered still by the united states government we were being punished Mm -hmm. you know we were placed as on a concentration camp Mm -hmm. and then they change it to reservation. But yeah, we were still properties. Like we don't have that civil right Mm -hmm. as human beings yet. And our kids and our future kids, our future generations are still in that same boat, you know? And it's sad because when are we going to be free? When are we going to have equality and equal rights, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it feels like, you know, we're just um, endangered species, you know, mm-hmm. and that we don't have, you know, for even for endangered species, they they pass the bills on them, too. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, you know, they do that. They do that with us, too. And I think uh, and I always talk to like, you know, other religious people about, you know, you know, like for Apaches. And, and anytime I talk to, you know, my non-native friends, I'm like, hey, I'm going to the mountain this weekend. You know, or I'm going to Oak Flat. I'm going I'm going to. uh Mount Graham, you know, because we go up to the mountains, you know, to 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 give thanks and pray up there, and and um and I always tell him like you know Martin Luther King, he, you know he like you said he got when he he went to the mountaintop, you know, and that's what he said in his speech. He didn't say he went to a church; he went to the mountaintop, you know. So again, that's where that's where all the spirits and you know the sacredness is up there in those mountains, and I think that's why you know we have to save you know like Oak Flat and and Mount Graham and for Apache Stronghold to step up and. You know, take that initiative. You know, like your uncle, like my uncle was saying, like your dad was. It's risky for you guys, you know, to do that. But you guys take the initiative for all of us, not just Apaches, but you know, all all races, all non natives. Yeah, you know, and even for the non-indigenous community, like, mm-hmm. um, it's also 
make like we're shaking them like my dad says like we're trying to shake them up and yeah. remind them because they have been colonized way longer than we have right and so they don't feel those chains anymore and it's, so it's like reminding them like before there was churches before there was a government that controlled the people your people did the same thing we did you found your spirits and your holy connection in the mountains it even says in their bible yeah god says lift up a rock and i am there mm -hmm. you know and so it's it's like you said taking that initiative to remind people you know like the indigenous community the the white people that hey you were no different at like you were no different than us at one time you have to remember that and grasp to your own roots Mm -hmm. Because you too are at risk. If this government is going to continue to control our religion over corporations and giving the corporations and this corporate government control of this country, that means they're coming after you too. Right. Yeah, they're going to come after, you know, what you have. Mm-hmm. And so... And that's what I was saying, you know, like no one's safe, you know, and and I was and I was think like, you know, we talk about the US, United States government and, and what they do to us. And and sometimes I always think like, you know, you the most dangerous is the state, you know, because I feel like the state is the one that starts it. So like the state of Arizona starts it, you know, and they're the ones that will start it. And then U.S. government will back it up. So it's always like, you know, you better watch your state, you know, make, you know, watch your legislator, your state legislator, your state senators, because they're the one that starts the starts these things. And then, you know, then the United States government backs them up, you know, and so yeah. that's, that's morally important to who you're voting for when you go in state, your, your Arizona senators, because that's where it comes from. Definitely, because like with the issue with Oak Flat all the environmental destruction that's going to happen, Arizona needs to wake up and feel, realize, okay, where's our water going? Mm -hmm. Where is our natural resources going? Because Arizona was told to my dad that it was going to be a waste state right. where, where, you know, all the waste was going to come here. They were going to destroy it. So what happens to the people of the state of Arizona? You know, and that's what I hope that, the the world and the the non-indigenous community realize that when the indigenous people are fighting for their holy places fighting for mother earth naga sun that we're fighting for them too because they have assimilated so much that they don't even realize where the water is coming on coming from when they turn on their faucet it has to come from somewhere mm -hmm. and that's in the earth that's in the you know our aquifers that are so important for our survival is going to be com depleted or contaminated mm -hmm. and we won't be able to survive. Mm -hmm. And, and that's very important, you know, one to look, okay, if their religion is at stake and they're being attacked and we have to defend our religion when we shouldn't have, mm -hmm. that means at some point they're going to have to do it for their own religion. Yeah. And then the second is I, well, it shouldn't even be a second. It's as equal as, where what happens when the water is gone what happened when all the natural resources are gone what how are we going to survive what right. kind of world are we going to leave our future generations where mm -hmm. arizona we're it's going to be everybody's going to have to migrate if it continues to go the way it, 
it is and that's why you know it's important like you said to vote in the right people and the indigenous community needs to get more involved in that too because what happens to the state and federal happens to our tribal lands you know yeah which because why it's important because we don't own these lands so just because we're placed on a reservation doesn't mean we're safe Mm -hmm. they're gonna come after us right and and that's what i was saying like even when i talk to my non-native friends you know i have a lot here if you know we could we could hit them all with all the religion and all the the what the name Americans believe in. But okay, if you don't want to believe in that, let me tell you something. The environmental environmental impact is going to be bad. <laughs> you know, like the, I mean, if, if I want to go environmental, you're going to lose all your water. Like and then so like even here and like where I live, like you can't even have like if you build a house, you can't have grass because it, you have you have to have rocks because they're short on water. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, and, and I let everybody know. You guys know we're short on water. You know, like, and so if you don't want to, if you don't want to come and believe about the religion or the the Apache way of life, then let me tell you, you're losing all your water and you're <laughs> contaminated this whole Arizona area. You know, and like, to, and like we were on uh, Saturday. You remember we were up at Oak Flat. You had all those guys driving around and they're like, you know four by fours or whatever, you know, those things that they had. UTVs. Yeah. yeah. Like, Hey, do you guys know this is going to be gone? You know what I mean? Like, right? yeah, I'm just telling you, you love it out here. You're driving out here in UTVs, but Hey, they're going to be gone. It's going to be gone. So, you know, like a lot of them don't know that. No. And they yeah. don't realize the convenience that they have right now. Right. And, you know, bringing up like the metropolitan area and, you know, whether Phoenix, Tucson and all these towns, it's like, okay, Arizona is one of like, the tourist states right Mm -hmm. and they're so involved and and embedded in like the convenience of living and you have these golf courses you have these huge pools and you have all these you know water parks yeah everything Mm -hmm. that that brings in these tourists you know the snowbirds come to arizona and Mm -hmm. and um and they just attract all these people but at some point, we're not going to have these amazing golf courses that, you know, people are are drawn to. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have, you know, the 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 luxury of, like you said, water parks and pools. I mean, it's going to be gone because Arizona is not going to be able to maintain it. No. You know, I, and it, it takes like a million dollars to maintain a golf cart golf course. And where is that money going to come from? If people quit coming to Arizona because we don't have the ability of water, you know, to to draw these people in. And what's sad is like a golf, like me talking about a golf course and saying it out loud shouldn't even be a priority. It should right. be how are you going to live? You know, are you going to be able to take a shower, brush your teeth, boil water for your food? Like, right. All that in here. The only way to talk to people is to explain like your luxury of life is not going to exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's really sad because it should be a, they should be able to comprehend, OK, what's going to happen if I can't cook for my family or myself and either, you know. Right. I mean, it's it, we I shouldn't be having to use examples of all this uh these luxuries of golf course, water parks, pools, you know. Um, but it's like I said, it's just the the assimilation is so thick. Of um, they forgot about the earth. 
and that's really sad because for us as indigenous people you know we think seven generations ahead mm-hmm. and i was like talking to my oldest Nolan, and i was like do you realize like if we go back to at least uh my great great grandfather like your sixth generation your kid will be seventh generation or mm-hmm. and i said if we go a little further you're that seventh generation that they they've preached about that they mm-hmm. told us and gave us warnings about you know mm-hmm. and it's your your peers your youth that need to stand up because you now you're gonna have to think seven generations ahead right and so it, you know it's so vital for our existence as human beings mm-hmm. and so vital for us as indigenous people to continue to live you know as that blessed gift that creator has given us and we're all blessed with that. Each nationality, each race was given a gift. And it's to remember what those gifts were. And if you don't know, research it, you know? Right. Find your family tree. Right. Go through the lineage because there is those stories. Mm-hmm. And and then also, you know, like even to go with that, like like what Oak Flat is, you know, it, they're going for copper. And, you know, as as you and I know in mining, that's that runs in the family, you know, like... Our great our grandfather was in mining and you know and passed away and then the kids, you know like on my dad's side uh, passed away from cancer because of contamination. So you know it's still going on from the mining, and to to let people know like you know that what mining is going to do to you, they don't. I don't think they understand that. Yeah, no, you're right because yeah. you know living in next to the border town, you know Globe, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And it's such a mining town because it's the trop. What's it called? The um, the copper triangle. Yeah. Um, people forget because mining has been so um, for like their forces to show that this is the only way to survive financially, right? In right. these small border towns, and um, and. So after, you know, after generation, generation, they believe that this is the only way to provide for your family. And I told Nalin because when she was at Globe High School, I said, and her biggest obstacles was her peers because now they're proud of mining. See, when you talk about our grandfather, he was forced. Right. It wasn't a choice. He was forced. Mm -hmm. And And I said, and I looked at, I said, look at, the history of mining i said they got minorities and white people that had no status no power no money to be put in these dangerous jobs because they were dealing with toxic chemicals it was a dangerous job where they could fall and die they were going to get killed and they view them as their life was replaceable they didn't view them as their lives meant something that it was important I said, so these families that are so pro-mining, I, I told her, I said, I guarantee you if their great-grandpa was alive or their great-great-grandfather, they would be telling them, don't do this. Yeah, right. You know, I said, it, it, because they were forced, their lives were disposable, and um, their families suffered from it, you know, because we mm-hmm. all deal, if you look at the history and, and it's, you know, what you bring up is the 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 health care of the situation you know there's a rise in cancer Mm -hmm. they're you know they're they're 
um, they don't live to um, a grade of expectant life, you know, like right. their lives are cut short and, and, um, but there's no talks about it because they're like, this is the only way to make money. And that's what's really sad is the mining companies are manipulating the people because there's so much more in this world that we need um, profession, prof, you know, to, for them to be a prof, how you say it, like their profession. Yeah. You know, um, healthcare. Um, there's so many things that you can do. Environmental issue, uh, going to environmental studies, water. I mean, there's there's so many ways you can create a career profession, and it doesn't just have to be mining. Right. And and then when you look at talking about that, you look at um, Arizona right now is pushing uh, to go green. You know, um, Biden came out with his uh, green bill. How can you actually go green if you continue to mine and take all the water? Right. Electric cars, you know, mm-hmm. solar power, all these things that are supposed to be better for the earth when yet there's no going to be no water left. So how is it going to even operate? Right. Yeah. And, and you know, when you talk about mining, how globe, the history of globe and, and Miami and all these mining towns that you're talking about, like, I don't know why they don't think they think that it's going to be like that. I mean, with technology today, they don't need they don't need a couple of workers. You know what I mean? Like back then. Yeah, you could probably live off that, make a career, all these things. Everybody's going to get employed, but not today. You know, they don't they don't need they don't need that many people. And so yeah. them thinking like, oh, we want the mining back. It's not. It's not the same. It's not going to be the same. You know, they don't even need you guys. You know, they they got technicians. You know, but they're saying they do, but they don't. You know, because as you know, they the uh, mining is different these days. It's not like the old way. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because if you look at Resolution Copper and their um, their campaign is they're going to bring thousands of jobs, mm-hmm. right? Right. And and yet it's supposed to be this blockade mine, which no human being can resist the heat, mm-hmm. you know, 7000 feet under the earth. And it's all going to be remote from Australia. Like, right. you know, right <laughs> now they're like just trying to manipulate the people because they're like, OK, one it hasn't went into full operation. They're not operating, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they're saying, okay, let's get these people. Let's contract these people. Let's hire all, you know, and the, the, the history of mining too, when it comes to minority people is that they'll hire all these minorities. And then once their benefit is going to kick in, they fire them all. Right. So what the, what do you think about resolution copper is not going to do the same? Right. You know, one, they don't need the people. They don't need the manpower because it's all mechanical. It's all engineered. It's going to be operated remotely from a different country. Mm-hmm. And then um, they're not going to want to fulfill their obligation right. because even though they don't say it, it didn't change. Our lives are still disposable, whether we die or from toxic chemicals or get hurt on the job or... Um, just fire them, yeah. you know, and they don't look, you know, and then you look at the the history of the the bust and boom, you know, mm-hmm. and copper is not going to be there forever. You know, superior needs to wake up. They made more money with tourism than what they're going to do with resolution copper. Yeah. You know, they're not even going to get the tax credit for it because it's outside of their 
their city line. I mean, it's just, I wish people would wake up, you know, and realize that we're fighting for all of them and their way of life because it's not, you're not going to survive, you know, from environmental issues to religious issues and then even to financial issues because Resolution Copper is, you know, giving them not even pennies, less than pennies, you know, to operate and to using money to manipulate these towns and what's going to happen to their people because they're not making more decisions for their survival right. and their well-being. And so it's, it's really, you know, heartbreaking and makes you angry because you just want to wake them up and say, look, really look at the history, do your research, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, and, and, and especially with copper, because I, I said this before in an uh, earlier podcast, is that there's so much recycled copper. You know, people say, we need copper, we need copper. There is so much recycled copper out there. Like, they don't even know. Like, like I tell you before, I have a friend who, who who's in an electrical business, and all they have is just so many, they don't know what to do with all this copper wire. They go, should they go turn it in and get money for it? You know, like, the um, it's just so many recycled copper out there that, you know, we don't need to be mining right now. If you want to use copper for, you know, your phone or, or your or your car, we got so much recycled copper. Like they don't, yeah. know, they don't even know what to do with it. That we we have so much. You so know. they rather destroy the earth than mm. put work into recycling. Yeah. And here that would benefit us all. I mean, they have enough recycle to recycle copper for years and yes. years and years. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I've they, seen so many. Yeah, they just don't want to put the work into it, I guess, you know, and that's the sad thing. Yeah, they don't, they want to, they just want to go with them. Yeah, again, like with the mining, the, to, to, the word mining means jobs, and that's an old way of thinking again. And, you know, if you go in, like I, when I go in a globe or, you know, Miami, you see all the, all the billboards, and, and they're pretty smart too, you know, because what they do is they put our own people on those poster boards. You know, mm -hmm. and so it's like, oh, look at that, you know, so it's pretty, it's pretty manipulative about how they do stuff like that. And I always talk to like, you know, nowadays, you know, because of the sponsorship, you know, I have, uh, I, we go dance, you know, our, our Pomo tradition. And I always, the first thing I always ask is who's sponsoring you guys? That's my first question, you know, because you get resolution copper or uh, what's the other one? Freeport. Mm -hmm. They get in there and they sponsor these native events and i don't think some of the native organizations either they don't care or they don't know who they are and it's like dude how you how are you getting all these guys like we're fighting for you know to stop mining and then you're using them like you know the nabby's using them or you know yeah. different things they're using the sponsorship money and i was and it's it's just it's like you know we're just uphill battle for us all the time especially for apache stronghold yeah because you know it's sad because the tribes are fighting. There's so many people that are fighting to protect what is left. Mm. And that's the only way Resolution Copper or like Freeport or any of these corporations to get in and to say, look, we're mitigating. Look, they do agree with us. They are supporting us mm -hmm. is to flash money. And because it, it goes back to two things is one, um, telling us that we need it this is the only way to survive mm -hmm. and the other is um the forcing to lose our way of life 
and because we're competing with this new world that we're living in, you know, mm-hmm. and and so a lot of people, especially our own indigenous communities, either aren't told the what's happened to our people, or they just choose not to. They see the money. To, yeah, they uh, yeah. think of money first. Yeah, they and, see the money. And you know, and it makes me sad because I, you know, we can be upset. And we could, you know, be angry. But the way I was taught was that you pray for them because, you know, and I guess even my own, like trying to convince myself, you know, not to get upset is that one, this is that simulation that they place on us to exterminate us. And right. that was the one, that's the one way they can't kill us now. So what are they going to do is take away our spirit you know Mm -hmm. and so i pray for those people because you know deep down you know that they they feel something that's wrong right right and so you know i hope that someday that they open up their mind and their spirit and actually make the right decision to not participate Mm -hmm. or um be you know take money from these corporations like resolution copper you know and like how you brought up nabby is the one way to get into our people is through the love of sports. Right. You know, you look at the, the, the communities that are very involved in like basketball, basketball is a form of, you know, especially for the youth now is to, to be proud of their people, represent their communities, their family, their tribe, their people. And, you know, then it gets them a, it's an outlet for them to um, stay out of trouble, you know, because they feel that they're doing something. And mm-hmm. now you have a corporation taking that away from them. Right. Yeah. And, and, and they're doing it kind of like, I mean, you know, if you look at some native events and their flyers and there's so many sponsors on the bottom, you know, like the, you know, like the logo. Yeah, you gotta really look at those logos. You know what I mean? You gotta uh-huh. make sure, like, okay, let me look at the logos, or let me, at, you know, if they ask, like, let's say, ask Pat Stronghold to go talk at an event, or they ask, you know, me to go, you know, to bring a group to dance promo. Well, let me see your sponsors. You know, and, and I think everybody should be doing that. You know, like, who's your sponsors? Because even like in New Mexico, when they had, I think, the Santa Fe market, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't know that it was Exxon that was sponsoring them. You know, you didn't pay attention, yeah. you know, that their, their logo's on there. You know what I mean? So a lot of people were upset about that. And I was like, well, you, got, you know, that's why you got to pay attention, you know, because yeah. it's there. The fight's there. Yeah, because you have the people fighting against them and then they're trying to, they're using us. That's They're making us token Indians mm-hmm. when they do that because then they publicize it. You know, and when you die, you can't take that money, you know, and that's the sad thing is about with these events that are, you know, held by indigenous organizations is you can't make two, two wrongs a right. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're trying to do what's right for the youth or for the people and, and show that we still exist, then you can't be taking money from a corporation that's trying to kill us. Right. Right. And them saying, Oh, that is, it'll be okay. You know, like the, just like it will be all right yeah <laughs> you know and yeah. that's uh, that's how they make it sound you know when they do stuff like that so 
again, like Resolution Copper, you know, you just got to be careful with them. If anybody's taking money or if anybody's working for them, it just, you know, it's just something that, you know, that they're destroying this Arizona area. And like you said, like Superior, like I heard that before in a video that Superior can make just as much money as Sedona as a tourist, you know, tourist spot. Yeah. And that's more than Resolution Copper can give them. But they, you know, they want to go the easy route and just do the mining, you know. Yeah, and and people got to remember is that resolution states that seventy five percent of the copper is going to uh, Australia, it's going to China, it's going to you know all those foreign countries, and that we only get you know twenty five percent, and then we have to buy it back from them. Like right. that, it makes no sense. Right. You know, we're not gaining money; we're losing money as the country. Mm-hmm. You know, and and how can someone be okay with that? One destroying an earth, destroying the earth, destroying a religion, destroying the water, and then trying to put money into you know like the whole climate change issue mm-hmm. and make try to make it earth friendly when you continue to destroy it. There's no way to clean it up, right? And and then you have to spend money, you know, to mm-hmm. buy copper. I mean, and then when they you give know. you when the residents give you that money, you got to pay the taxes on that still, right? Yeah, so it just it just doesn't make sense. I mean, if you don't want to, okay, like to a non-native, you, if you don't want to believe in our way that we're trying to save and you know what we're trying to do, then don't understand that you're gonna lose this land, you're gonna lose this earth, you're gonna lose you know you're gonna lose the water. I mean, don't you get that? You know, that's that's mm-hmm. that's what baffles me baffles me all the time. When I, yeah. when I, you know, when I think about stuff like that. And then what makes me sad is I had a friend, he's a um, activist artist. Mm-hmm. He uses art for activism. And he did this, um, this display about how the world's going to look for our kids. And it's crazy because of the destruction that's going to happen is that at some point our kids are going to have to wear like, I think they're called like, um, those um like body suits you know like yeah. how people go for like diseases you know and they have to right. wear the the whole headgear and the whole uh, yeah. yeah whole outfit that's the only way our kids are going to be able to play outside mm. like that's where we're headed right you know and and i always tell the kids it makes what we're fighting against resolution copper and these corporations that are destroying the earth is like um, the cartoon um, Lorax, mm-hmm. like that's what's gonna happen, right? Right, and them, you know, it's just gonna be horrible. I mean, even like you know, people don't talk about, you know, we keep we keep uh, warning about the tailings of the mine too, and that you know how how bad that is kind of contamination, and you know, just the 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 dust of the tailings can contaminate a whole area. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, in that area, you know how the you know how windy it is, and you know uh, all the monsoons and stuff like that. It's gonna get everywhere. Yeah, I mean, then they say that they're gonna water it down so it's not airborne. Well, how are we gonna water it when we have no water? Yeah, you know, exactly. like like it don't make sense. Like people need to wake up. You know, the Tucson area is gonna be heavily affected with uh, toxic chemicals flying in the air, heading their direction. You know, the same way with Phoenix with, you know, it's only 50 miles away. Oak Flat's only 50 miles away from 
from Phoenix, Arizona. Can you imagine what they're going to face? Then they got to, then, you know, we look at the, the, the toxic tailings of it going into our stream. They're going to seep into our aquifer. I mean, not only are we talking about depletion, but first it's going to be contaminated. Mm -hmm. Then it's not going to be there. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, even though these, these cities around Oak Flat need to wake up because you are affected, you're going to be affected yeah. and you're not going to be able to survive. I mean, from the temperature of it going, I mean, Phoenix hits what? One 25 you right. know mm -hmm. and can you imagine another 10 to 15 degrees hotter right. i mean that's what's going to happen because the the heat has to escape mm -hmm. and with this with the you know as it subsides and you know my dad the way the best way he explains it to is like a car you know you need the water you need radio uh what is it called antifreeze to yeah. keep the car cool you know that's what i the water is it's keeping our mother earth cool it's it has to function with you know the with the water and if the water is gone mm -hmm. it's it's not going to run anymore just right. like our vehicles you know like can you drive a car can you operate a car without water without antifreeze or you know any everything that entails to it you can't you can't even go five feet down the road you know mm -hmm. it's and so it's that's what's going to happen to this earth. Yeah. And people need to just realize that, you know, and you try to explain in simplest form to very scientific, scientific form, uh, religious ways. But, you know, it, it takes people to really be open minded and open hearted about the situation and how it's going to affect all people. And, and that's the importance of of Oak Flat, you know, with the Apache Stronghold um, leading this fight, you know, with my dad, Wensler, sacrificing his whole life for for what Yulson, God, Creator, has created mm -hmm. is so that we continue to survive, you know, every single one of us on this earth. Mm -hmm. And all the other states need to be scared because if it's going to happen here, it doesn't mean it can't happen where they're at. Right. And so it's, um, you know, it's a, it's, it's sad, but I'm hopeful because looking at our, our history of our people, we're still very much alive mm -hmm. and we're very resilient people and we're going to continue to fight, you know, and that's what I try to remind myself because, you know, with my three older girls, you know, they were born, you know, because Nalin's, what, 24, and Najoni's mm -hmm. 23, and Bonsa is 19. They were born in the fight. Right. You know, just like your kids, they're born in the fight. They knew they were going to pick it up. Mm -hmm. And all the all the kids in those ages, but with my last one, she's three. Mm -hmm. What What is going to be left for her? Right. You know, is it only the idea of what it is to be Apache, or will she be able to be an Apache and connect to... Our, our holy places and connect to her way of life, mm -hmm. you know, and I have to try to remind myself that our people have shown throughout this, this genocide that we're still existing. So I try to put that hope that she's going to continue to exist. And, you know, the bet right now, I wouldn't say the best outcome, but what I can pray for is that she'll be able to pick up the fight, right. not be taken from her, you know, Mm hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we we 
we're all in this fight, you know, and, and like you said, like our, our, our parents, they, you know, that's when the fighting began. We got, in the, you know, and then we got there and then now our kids are right in the middle of it, you know, and so just dealing with that and, and with these mining companies, they go for all the poverty cities and all these low economy cities. And so that's how, you know, a lot of them want that money. And so, yeah. you know, like it just, it's an easy target for the mining companies and, you know, these little towns right now, like I, I Osaka like bought Globe, Miami, you know, like we have family in Globe, Miami and there's, we have family that's, you know, married to people, you know, in Globe, Miami. But I, when I hear the stories of like, you know, your dad and my mom, like, you know, fighting, you know, because they were native, you know, Apaches and, you know, like one of the things that always reminds me is that, you know, that Globe Theater down downtown globe you know my mom told me that you know when they all went there they had to sit on top because apaches weren't allowed to sit on the bottom to watch the movies and i was like damn man that's recent you know what i mean like right that town that we go to right now it was that racist you know what i mean like i dang you know it just it just and so like when i tell my kids like i, I remember like when you guys marched through there like okay like Oak Flat and some of some a lot are we have some really good non-native supporters you know and friends they're, they're mm-hmm. like family and they see that racism you know and like I always tell everybody like when my dad one of the nicest guys out there holding the Oak Flat sign you know someone yelling at him hey you know go back to the reservation you know and yeah. I, I tell him like it's still alive today people don't think it is but it is you know, yeah. and so we're fighting for this uh, mining and, you know, all they see is, you know, natives or Apaches and go back to your reservation. You know, that's that's all that's all they say. Yeah. And it's, you know, bringing up s- stories like that. It makes mm. me think of grandma. Yeah. When we would go to town and she was like always in and out. Right. She never wants to be there. And yeah. then I remember one time we had pulled up to a restaurant. And I said, you know, I was telling her, come on, grandma. And then even my dad had talked about it. And mm. she'd be like, no, I don't want to go in. I'm not eating in there. And then we all kind of looked at her like, why? And she said, those, you know, this town, you just say no dogs, no Indians allowed. Yeah. I don't want to give them my money. I don't want to sit in there, you know? Right. And that's our grandparents, you mm-hmm. know? And, I mean, a grandmother that helped raise us. Mm-hmm. And so, like we were talking about the history, that's why it's so very much alive, right? You know, and and you know, I feel very blessed and even privileged to come from our family that's willing to step out of the box, right? Mm-hmm. But it's still very embedded in our people because we talk about racism and we talk about the history, and our a lot of our our tribal members go to these border schools, right? These border town schools. Right. And I remember boss says senior year, she um, didn't go to school that day. And her friends, you know, they're all Apache. uh, were sitting and I believe in like the auditorium and these white kids were throwing books at them and, you know, saying derogatory, um, uh, sayings to them you know yeah. being racist Slanders, yeah yeah and then she was there she was in this group chat and they were talking about it and she was like well did you tell anybody and the first thing they said was no nobody's gonna care or do anything about it and then so she comes to me and she's like mom and tell me the situation and what happened and she's like i told them that me and you can help them and i said babe like i'm willing to help but this is the trauma that's happened to our people. Mm-hmm. And I said, and that's a sad because you have those that fight like our family. 
Mm. And then you have those that are scared because they're embedded, like I said, in our DNA now. Right. You know, and I know at some point somebody in their family is going to stand up, you know, it's just waiting for that person. But it's it's so very much alive Mm. what we deal with, you know, being followed in stores today still. Yes. I mean talking about the march i mean there was a business that was like yeah we should get the water hose and spray them all down and make them go back you know yeah and then i even remember with the old with the mount graham run and bonses coming of age ceremony at mount graham the forest service was trying to make us stay on the reservation and was saying that the 1800 laws still exist and we're not allowed to leave mm-hmm. you know and so that really showed how the United States government haven't revised the Constitution, hasn't revised these laws that were placed to imprison us, that we're still facing them. But the only difference is that they that these border towns know they can make money off of us. Right. So they're like, okay, go ahead and let them shop because yeah. we're 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 thriving off their their money. Yeah, and they'll use all these you know uh, uh, native artifacts for their stores and things like that, you know, to make their money too and. In those small towns, and and those were like you know those towns like like I tell my son like you know I I went to school in Phoenix you know and by near Central and I went to school in Oakland you know and and there were so many different nationalities in those schools and I told him, I never I never you know fought one time until I went to a border town school you know <laughs> when it was just yeah. you know it, when it's a small town I I got in fights when it was big cities never fought one time you know yeah and, because they're so diverse yeah yeah right. So I, I always told them, like, you know, I, I always kept my kids out here, but we, we always went back, you know, and they made every ceremony and you know, everything. I always make sure we went back, but I always tell them, you know, you, you know, small towns are cool, but, you know, it was just, it was a lot of, a lot of um, fighting. And, you know, yeah. like, as you know, like even in California, you know, you don't, you don't leave the res by yourself. You need to take somebody with you, you know? Yeah. 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 And, and that's still like that. And we yeah, just go in those it's towns. so alive. It's so alive. Like people think it's not, but mm-hmm. we still face it. You know, from yeah. you know a lot of us minorities. You know, because you include, you know, the African American, the Latinos, like all of us. And but it seems like they're so delusional, and it's disguised so well that that's like it doesn't. You know, and mm-hmm. I guess the one thing good about Trump being president is he brought all that ugliness out. Like people. It was like hidden and people thought, oh, no, it's not like that. But you're like, no, it is. You know, yeah, right. This is what you're seeing now. We've seen our whole life. Like, yeah. And it just made people come out. You know, people mm-hmm. could come out and say what they want, you know. And and, you know, I, I had, uh, uh, you know, some people changed during that time, you know, and and there's some non that I don't talk to no more, you know, because of their what, how they feel and what they say. But before that, we were cool. You know, yeah. and, and so it's just it's just weird, you know, like the way things change and, and, and what we fight for. And, and like, again, you know, we got to vote and we got to, you know, fight for our, our state because this is where it starts from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So but no, if we go back to the like, you know, the Oak Flat, I, the the run, I, I think it's great. I mean, I, I love seeing everybody there. And, you know, uh, thank you for having us come over to do the Pomo Blessing, you know, and and um it's just a great feeling over there with, you know, it's, it's like for me and you, it's going to be tough. You know, we, we, every time we go, you know, uh, in this, as for ceremonies, you know, we, you know, people pass away, you know, and so, 
and my dad was there and he you know he's on the other side now and the this last year our, our auntie patsy was there and uh, you know she's on the other side now so you know every so you know all of us needs to come and be there you know all the family because you know like you never know who's going to be there and who's not going to be there anymore and i think yeah. it's very important to go you know if you're a family for us too especially as family because you know i i'm glad i was there you know and see auntie patsy i'm glad i was there to see you know my dad's you know be with my dad and see him sing because you know life you know life is short and and with our you know mentioning my dad and my auntie patsy you know with cancer that comes again from mining you yeah. know and so it's just like it's just an ongoing battle for us and so you know i know people a lot of people don't understand that you know we could you know, drill in their heads as much as we can but they're not going to understand that feeling that we have you know and so like for me and you you know especially you because you're you know with the apache stronghold is that i got to go back you know because that's where um you know our family is at yeah no i you know um with me this is my i think let's see my fourth fourth year um organizing four mm -hmm. five years organizing the run um and why I decided to pick up the run mm -hmm. was because when my dad moved home back to Oak Flat, mm -hmm. um, he remember him looking at me and was like, I'm free. Like, even though he's still a product of the United States government, mm -hmm. like, I guess, physically, you know, or in the system. Mm -hmm. When I seen when I left him that night, when he moved back, um, it was the first time I seen my dad free. Like yeah. his spirit free, and that really changed, um, really changed my life. Right. Because I look at him and I'm like, dang, I want to be free like mm -hmm. that, you know? Yeah. But it's the preparations that we as individuals need to to make, right? There's a lot of sacrifice, and it can be scary, and and there's so many things that entail into that. And so when the Oak Flat March was supposed to be coming up and my dad was like, Ness, I'm already home. Like, you know, how am I going to go back to San Carlos to go back to old San Carlos and then run out again? Right. And I remember looking at him and I, you know, I was like, yeah, you're, I mean, it makes no sense, you know? Yeah. And I said, but dad, I think I'm ready to, to start organizing it and take it up because there's people like me that need it still, right. you know, there's, there's our people that still need it. And then there's the non-Indigenous community that still needs to learn. Mm -hmm. And um, they too need something to heal, right? Because that's what the whole run is about. Right. It's about, it's about healing and also sharing that knowledge of the history of our people and also to bring healing for those non-Indigenous people. Like my dad's good friend was like, how do I help, you know? And he's like, I feel in a really awkward situation because my people is the one that placed you on there. Mm -hmm. And my dad turned to him and said, well, walk with me out. Right. And, and so, you know, there's, cause you know, not all indigenous people are bad. Right. Right. We have good allies, great people that believe and, and want to protect whether they believe in our spirituality and they've gained their own spirituality, mm -hmm. you know, in this fight and or believe to protect the earth on the environmental side is, you know, we have these great allies to come and be supportive. Mm -hmm. And so when I 
decided to take up the run, you know, that was the purpose was continue the healing for those that can't be free like my dad, you know, and, or that want to help and heal within their own selves of what their ancestors did to our people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's a part of healing, healing is recognizing the bad so that you can move forward in a good way. Right. Right. And so, you know, Oakland run March has been very vital and important to the fight because it brings this awareness it brings people together mm-hmm. and it's a creative healing because it's it's more oak flat brings out so much ugliness in this world right and um not just fighting resolution copper but the deceit of how america was founded and and us coming together in prayer because it's not just an event it's not just a run it's a ceremony you know, mm-hmm. we're walking the same footprints of our ancestors mm-hmm. and um, to be connected to them, to feel their heartbeat. And, and those that have passed, you know, you're right. We've lost so many people in this fight from our family members to like Roy Chavez, who was a great ally and fighting to protect Oak Flat, mm-hmm. you know, um, to other family members that were in it. And what more, what better way to carry on this legacy is to continue to fight and continue to fight in prayer. And so with the, I always look forward to, to the run coming um, to bring all the people together Mm -hmm. because like my uncle, your dad, our aunt, our -hmm. cousins, our grandparents that were with us through this whole fight, Mm -hmm. they're, they are in the spirit world, but they're fighting in that spirit world for us they're gonna you know mm. we're here physically fighting but they're fighting in the spirit world for us fighting to protect oak flat and all the sacred places and so you know i look forward to it because i know they're marching with us i know they're right. running with us i know they're standing next to you know when you know i was really glad that you are still picking up the blessed the pomo blessing because that's what your dad would have wanted and right. and you're carrying on that legacy uh, a holy legacy, you mm-hmm. know, a spiritual legacy. It's not a legacy of fame. You're carrying those prayers and um, those songs, those ceremonies. And that's what's really important because if those are gone, like our, you know, and they're tied to our holy places. So if we lose our, our holy places, then that's when it, we start losing our, our ways, right? Our right. prayers, our songs, our 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 dances, our sweat lodges, our, all of it, you know, it will be gone. And so it's, it's so important that we continue to carry it, you know, and learn and, and pass it down to our own children mm-hmm. and, and have those continue. So how you say, set the example and continue to have those discussion. Cause someday it's going to be them, right? you know? And so with the, with the March and the run, coming i mean i'm so grateful and so blessed for all those that participate and you know and i could put the flyer out i can make the announcement like here being on podcast and you know i might trigger someone's attention on it but it's those holy places that are calling onto them Mm. and and bringing them physically there and so it's you know it's it's such a sight to see because we're we're not um, 
we bring everybody involved, no matter what religion and what yeah. race you are. You know, we include everybody because God created us all. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's just important to unite, to unify, mm-hmm. to be one. Right. Um, it goes back to my dad's vision, one drum, one prayer, one circle, mm-hmm. and how it used to be. And, and we need to come back to that. So with the run being with all walks of life is that we are being that one drum, one prayer, one circle. Mm. And that's how we're going to survive because we are facing such destructions that are happening all over this world that no matter, no matter who you are, we need to unify. We need to be together and stand together strong and, and have that spiritual connection to, to come up with a solution to save all people you know, to save humanity, because mm-hmm. we know the history, the earth could renew itself, mm-hmm. but we're fighting for our survival. And that survival is protecting Mother Earth and protecting our holy places like Oak Flat, because once it's destroyed, it's gone forever. And what does that mean for us Apache people, mm-hmm. you know, and and they're all stepping to stools like from one sacred site to another. That's how our prayers are are reached to to creator. Mm-hmm. You know, and if it's kind of like when you leap from one rock to the next, you know, mm-hmm. what happens when there's no rock to leap to? Right. So all sacred sites have to be protected and and those people need to be aware of it, because if Old Flat goes, how are you going to get to the next holy place? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's the thing, you know, like that's the most important thing. I mean, you know, there's thing that goes you see things that go on social media that, you know, some days get upset about and they want to change things. And there's sometimes there's things that are, I mean, yeah, they're important, but they're small compared to what we're fighting for right now. You know, like I'm not worried about someone saying something racist. I'm not worried mm-hmm. about that. I'm worried about the land. I'm not, you know, I'm worried about the sacred area, you know, our sacred or holy sites. I'm not worried about if, you know, a celebrity or someone said, you know, something they didn't like. That's not important to me right now. You know, like it, just the small things are not important. I mean, yeah, uh, it's good to bring it up, but it's not important. You know, like we're still fighting for our land. We're still fighting for our sacred sites. Um, land back, you know, when we were here, land back is just to keep our, you know, to keep the environment safe. Mm-hmm. It's not for us to have. It's, uh, it's for us to keep it safe if it's in our hands. And so, yeah. you know, it's just things like that. Uh, that's the most important thing. What you're fighting for, I think MMIW is very important, you know, because that is a history and part in our family history also. So just a lot of things like that is very important. Like, like as I call this, this podcast, a fight for our existence, you know, things that we are fighting for to keep our existence is sacred sites, holy, you know, uh, keeping our, our, our uh, native people alive, you know, health, everything, you know, and those are things that are important to me, you know, right now and are keeping our culture alive. And one of those is that is fighting for Oak Flat. Yes. You know, you're right because, um, I guess when you bring up racism, how can somebody be racist to us when they there's no world to live in? Right. You know? And so it's, you know, even protecting those people, mm-hmm. um, even though they hurt us and make us angry, is like, okay, say all you want, do all you want, but I'm standing here protecting you. Right. You know, because you're not going to be able to say exists, you know? Mm-hmm. And hopefully someday that racism is gone because they see what we're doing, you know, all people and and it's 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 amazing to me that they can't 
comprehend that, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't care that you don't like me because I'm Apache or in Native, you know. I just care because I'm trying to help you survive. Right. And and so it's, you know, it's just a it, just once they wake up and, you know, us, we're smart. We know nobody's going anywhere. Yeah. You know, we're not saying go back to Europe or wherever you're from. Yeah. You know, we're just saying, OK, let's let's take care of what the land we live on. You hear now, so let's work together. To yeah, <laughs> you're not. You know, obviously, you made this your home, and if it's your home, then protect it. You know, mm-hmm. just like your your home that's built four walls and a roof. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna let somebody disrespect it or destroy it. You're not gonna let somebody knock it down. Mm-hmm. So you know, protect the home that your your house sits on, because right. you're not gonna have it if it's gone. Yeah. And so it's it's, you know, just waking people up. And that's why, you know, going back to the run is so important that it continues and um, bringing people together because we're trying to make the world aware of what's happening here and now and Mm. what's going to happen to the future. You know, like I said, we look seven generations ahead seven generations ahead, they might not be able to exist, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, this Oak flat is very important. Um, you know, like, again, I, 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 I like powwows. I like, you know, all these other things, but you know, if we get a lot of people coming to Oak flat, it's for a cause, you know, to save water, to save land, to save the environment, you know, and that's, that's very important. You know, we, we, we also got to get our own people together, you know, and let them know about, what we're fighting for and what, you know, and mining is not just an Oak flat. I mean, I, you saw that thing of have a soup by fighting, you know, for, I think what uranium. Yeah. And mining up there, you know, and, and that's a beautiful area. And was it like Kachong are fighting for a mine? Oh yeah. yeah. Down in Yuma. Yeah. in Yuma. I mean, so the fights everywhere, you know, you just got to open your eyes and, and one of the main starts is going to be Oak flat, you know, and, and, and that's where they know the mining started from, you know, in that area, the fight for that. You know, what made me think of right now was um, um, I have a family member that's fighting cancer mm-hmm. and um, they can't operate on him. They can't remove the, the tumor. And so my question was, well, why isn't it not operable? You know, why? Why can't you take out the tumor? Mm-hmm. And they said, well, it's like Swiss cheese. You're going to have holes all inside your body and it's not going to be able to function. Mm-hmm. And so they're thinking about that. It's like the earth, right? Right. It's like these minings are these tumors that are killing um, mother earth and they're digging these holes and they're taking out the, 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 the veins and the which is like the water They're They're, they're destroying it. And how is it going to survive? Like switch, like, you know, you look at switch cheese, bunch of holes. Right. You know, if you, if you, uh, hold on quick. Hold on. Is that your res dog over there? Damn. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is that res life. <laughs> hear the train and then you hear the dog. <laughs> Protecting me. <laughs> but, um, Warning, but yeah, you warning. look at <laughs> you look at Swiss cheese. You know, can you imagine our bodies being like that? Right, we wouldn't survive. Can you imagine Mother Earth being like that? You know, you can't survive. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not going to be able to. 
Yeah. And so that's, you know, it, it's like, it's like cancer. It's just growing and growing and then it's just going to de- destroy everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, I brought up in one of the podcasts with my cousin, you know, like sulfur bank mine, you know, that happened in 1872, you know, we're still cleaning that up today. You know, there's areas that you can't walk on for a couple of hours during the day. And people always ask like, you know, well, doesn't EPA do anything to help Oak Flat? No, people don't understand that EPA is a cleanup crew. That's what EPA is to me. They're, yeah. they're there to clean up after things are contaminated. They're not there to stop contamination. They're there to clean up after. And so a lot of people don't understand that about EPA, you know, and so like, like with Oak Flat, you know, they let that mining go. It's going to take a hundred years to clean that thing up. If, if, you know, it's still there. So, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just mind blowing how people don't understand that, you know, especially, you know, if you're not, like I say, if you're not Apache or native, you know, non-natives, then you need to think about stuff like that. Yeah. So true. It's, you know, they just need to open up their eyes, you Mm -hmm. know, and even our indigenous community, because they, they, they assimilated, you know, some of us and, and you just like, wake up, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, how are you going to survive? Right. You know, it's how are you going to live? Where are you going to get your water? You know, where are you going to get, how are you going to pick your acorn? Right. You know, because once they realize, you know, I pray that it doesn't happen, that Oflat is destroyed, but that means they're going to come after the next place, the next place to get rid of us, you right. know? Mm-hmm. Ooh. All right, Vanessa, well, I'll let you go, but we just wanted to say that well, Oak Flat is February 15th through the 17th, right? Or No, 15th through the 18th. 15th through the so, 18th. Yeah, I'll have another flyer come out with more details of um, of what will be happening. Uh, I just want to remind everybody, you know, keep all of us in prayer mm-hmm. during this March uh, run. It's a crucial part of the fight um, for our existence. Mm. And to bring awareness and education to all people. And that we're including everyone. You know, everyone welcome. It's just not an Apache fight. It's not just an Apache ceremony. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, for all people. Um, it'll start Thursday evening. Um, again, Friday morning. And then Saturday, we'll... we'll, we'll um, so Friday, we'll start from the concentration camp of Old San Carlos mm-hmm. at the monument. Uh, we'll reach... Uh, another part of the reservation and for the night um, it's going to be at the sports complex uh, here in San Carlos and then we'll start from there Friday morning and get to um, we'll run all the way into the very beginning part of the 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 border town of Globe Arizona we'll march through Um, we'll pick up a run here and there to get us out further we'll march through the town of miami and end at the shrine before you go into the canyon Mm -hmm. that friday um that friday and then saturday in the morning we'll run from the shrine to oak flat and then all the prayers and ceremonies from different tribes and different people will will congregate we'll come together Uh, we'll have whole you know all all kind of blessings Um, food will be provided yes um just bring your it is cold you know like you said we were there this weekend there's snow you yes. know we had a we had a beautiful hike to apache leap mm-hmm. um and it was for prayer because all those that have lost their lives mm-hmm. um, fighting for us um not wanting to be exiled 
from Oak Flat, you know, from our holy places and that had, you know, were trying to escape and and not be imprisoned that lost their lives there yeah. and um and just take on those blessings because mm-hmm. our ancestors are still very much a part of who we are, you know, their blood runs in us, their spirit runs in us. Yeah. And so it's um this weekend was beautiful just to be around the people and the fire and and hear the songs and know that our men were in sweat. I was really glad my dad has continued that um, and made it a part of the fight. It's a beautiful uh, blessing and to be able to witness and, and be a part of, and, and it it's getting us ready for the run, you know? Yes. And so that, you know, that's everything my dad has done in his life has always been a message um, from creator um, he never moves um, without having that those visions or those dreams or those messages come to him and that's what's um, taught me to do the same thing and so this run you know it's going to be great it's going to be beautiful I just ask everyone to keep those that are traveling um, in prayer those that are going to be within prayers and then those that can't make it to please pray for us and pray for the fight um, to protect Oak Flat um then we'll, we'll uh, departure on sunday after ceremony but food will be provided just those that are camping bring warm clothes mm-hmm. bring your camping yes. supplies and gear wear warm clothes um but I, I can't wait to see everybody i can't wait to be with my family and family that we've created and to to meet new people um yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to it, february 15th through the 18th and Keep an eye out for more info to come. It'll be on the Apache Stronghold website. It'll be on their, our social media. You know, share it. Um, oh, yes. And we'll put it on. Yeah. When we put this uh, episode on the podcast, we'll also put the Apache Stronghold link on the podcast so everyone can see that. And, it, yeah, like, like Vanessa said, it's a great, great event, a great uh, blessing, you know, for people to be there. It's awareness. So, I mean, yeah, I'm excited to be there every year. So, you know, I know I see you every other <laughs> a lot but i'm always happy to see you all the time you and your family so it's gonna be fun yeah and i'm always looking forward to seeing you guys and yeah you know being you know and it, it this is where we teach our youth you know and i was mm-hmm. just telling boss said like i was i'm really happy to have seen uh our kids together this weekend you know yeah. and i said i i grew up really close with with uh, their dad with you and your sisters and mm-hmm. Your sister and just to be, you know, because you guys are the next ones and you mm-hmm. guys got to pick it up, you know. So youth are always welcome to participate and and yeah, good good energy, good blessings, you know. Mm-hmm. We're fighting that evil, so we need those prayers because what we're what we're fighting is evil, that evil that lives within these corporations and this government that want to exile our people and all people because that's what they're doing. What they did to the indigenous people, they're doing it to all people now, and that's what we need to to remind people that you're no different than us anymore yes all right vanessa well thank you very much and if you got any more updates just give me a call we'll get get back on a podcast and the episode and talk about any updates or what's coming up you know anything new that's coming on for the run okay okay sounds great so thank you all right thanks ness i'll talk to you later okay all right i'll talk to you later okay love you love you too okay bye all right. Well, thank you. That was my cousin, Vanessa. You know, she runs that whole, uh, she had, um, my uncle Wenzel had moved to Oak Flat and now Vanessa is starting to, you know, get 
be the organizer for it. And, you know, I had to let her go because, you know, when you hear res dogs barking like that, you got to stop and go see what they're barking about. It could be, any, you know, they're out there, they're out there to warn you about something and you got to go out there and check. I mean, they could be barking and looking at in the black, you know, at night. So you don't know what they're staring at. So, you know, when they were barking like that, I was like, okay, she better head out and go check what's going on. But I want to thank Vanessa for her coming out. And again, you know, she I'll put the uh, event link on the podcast, um, on the website, and uh, on the episode if you go on, it'll be on Google and Spotify. So, you know, you can check it out there. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you again. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you all for tuning in to the Fight for Existence podcast. If you guys want to keep up with the podcast in general, what you could do is follow the social media account. The Instagram account is going to be Fight for Our Existence. Again, that's Fight Number Four Our Existence. Go ahead and give that a follow. And if you guys have any questions for us or you guys would like to be on the podcast, in the Instagram, there's a link. Go ahead and click that. No matter what kind of platform you guys listen to this podcast on, there's always that plus or that follow button. So go ahead and click that so you guys can get notifications when we upload our next episode. And if you guys are listening on Spotify, what you can do is go ahead and rate the show. And if you guys are only listening on Apple Podcasts, what you can also do is write a review for the show. Thank you all for tuning in to the Fight for Existence podcast, and we will talk to you next time.